You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily Penn State Nittany Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another edition of Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm your host, Stephen Pianovich. It's Friday, August 31st, which means we are one day away from Penn State's 2018 season opener. Nittany Lions play Appalachian State Saturday, September 1st. It's a 3.30 kickoff on the Big Ten Network. The wait is finally over. Uh, The season's back. It's an exciting time to be a sports fan, a college football fan, a Penn State fan. Oh, so it'll be so nice to see uh, actual football being played at Beaver Stadium again on Saturday. A lot of good things to look forward to, and I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about next week uh, once that once game one is in the books. We still have a lot to talk about uh, at the end of this week before they play that season opener. On today's show, we are going to have superlatives for Penn State's defense and special teams. We have done superlatives for each game on Penn State's schedule. That was on Tuesday's show. And we also had superlatives for the offensive players. That was on Thursday's show. If you want to go back and check those out if you haven't heard them yet. We will also have three questions I would like to see answered this weekend. And then we're going to have a Know Your Foe segment. uh, Just a little insight about Appalachian State at the end of the show. So we'll we'll have all that coming up. This is episode six of Locked On Nittany Lions. It's our first full week here on this podcast. We are a daily podcast on the Locked On Sports Network. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, most places you get your podcasts. Thanks again to everyone who's listened and told a friend about the show and subscribed and downloaded us. We've gotten great a great response so far, and I hope to keep it growing as the season gets started here. Uh, before we get into the defensive superlatives today, though, I there was some bit of some news on Thursday uh, about Penn State's future schedule. Was it exciting news? No, not particularly, but Penn State did add a handful of games to future schedules, not really marquee opponents. Uh, the biggest name was Temple. Penn State will be playing Temple in Philadelphia in 2026 and will host the Owls the next year in 2027. Penn State also has games of Villanova at Beaver Stadium in 2021-2025, games against Delaware, also in Happy Valley, 2023 and 2027 for those games. Uh, A little small tidbit there. Former Penn State linebacker Danny Rocco is Delaware's current head coach. Would be cool if he's still their head coach in 2023. It'd be a nice homecoming for him. Uh, And Penn State also added a game against Central Michigan in 2022, a home game, obviously. Uh, So, yes, these are not names that are going to jump off of the page. Uh, Announcing them all at once, I think it just kind of gets them all, you know, you can kind of get a little disappointment all out right now instead of saying you're playing Delaware. Announce that today, and then in a month, say you're playing Villanova in, in six years. So, not exciting, but... I will say this, Penn State is playing Virginia Tech, Auburn, and West Virginia. Penn State has one of those teams on its non-conference schedule between uh, 2020 and 2025. So they will be playing some big-name Power 5 teams in those years. 
but they also will be playing teams like Delaware and Villanova. Uh, the Temple the Temple thing is interesting because it shows a willingness to schedule with Temple again down the road, and this is a slot that maybe Penn State could have had Pitt slide back in. Uh, but Penn State instead has a home-and-home home with Temple. Uh, I think in years past they've had, sometimes they've had two, two home games and then one time they'll go on the road. But again, playing in a place like Philadelphia, Penn State's going to draw well. And it could be kind of like a 50-50 split between Temple fans and Penn State fans. Uh, obviously, Penn State did not fare well the last time it played Temple at, at Lincoln Financial Field in 2015. That was one of the worst losses of my lifetime as a Penn State follower, at least. Uh, Hackenberg, Christian Hackenberg was sacked 10 times, and Penn State got ran out of Lincoln Financial Field by Temple. Uh, so... Hopefully it doesn't end up like that, but those are games on Penn State's future schedules. Not super exciting, but reasonable given the context of the other Power 5 names they have on, on the non-conference schedule in those years. Uh, so Penn State also, the uh, Big Ten announced its 2022 to 2025 schedules also earlier in the week. Quick notes on that. Uh, Penn State opens its 2022 season at Purdue, so a season opener on the road in a conference game. That's going to be tough. And Michigan State is also back in that season finale slot for the land-grant trophy in 2024 and 2025. So I, I like Penn State ending the year with Michigan State. Those are games that could be of consequence, and it's much nicer to look forward to that than to look forward for a game like Maryland or, or Rutgers. Uh, so there's some scheduling news. The full Big Ten schedules, future schedules, can be found on their website, and uh, also Penn State released all the information about its future non-conference games on, on its own website. So you can get more information there. Uh, so let's move on from scheduling news. Let's get into Penn State's 2018 team and some defensive superlatives. Okay, superlatives for Penn State's 2018 defense We'll start in the same place we started for the offense. That is with best name. Best name on Penn State's defense has to go to defensive lineman Justice Culpepper. Another guy who is a freshman on Penn State's team. Penn State's recruited some great names and great players in the last couple years. Justice Culpepper. Uh, Juice Scruggs was the best name on Penn State's offense, so I don't know if they've ever been matched up at practice. You could have Justice versus Juice, Juice versus Justice. Sounds like it could be a, a courtroom drama coming to TNT this fall. I guess it could also be would have worked as a good name for that that FX miniseries they did about OJ Simpson a few years ago. Either way, Justice Culpepper, terrific name. All right, next superlative is the most underappreciated, and that goes to punter Blake Gillikin. This is defense and special teams, I should note. Uh, Blake Gillikin might be the best punter in the Big Ten, one of the best punters in the nation. He is a weapon Penn State has and has used well in recent years uh, to pin to, to win field position battles. He is he pins teams inside their own 20, their own 10 on a consistent basis. He has a big leg and he's also accurate. And in some of these games where against Michigan, against Michigan State, against Ohio State and Wisconsin, where 
field position might come into a big a big part of it if you're in a, a tight game that you need to win. He's a guy that can make a huge difference, especially on a, a windy day in, in October or November. Blake Gilligan, appreciate him this season, Penn State fans. All right, next superlative, most likely to receive a warm welcome back, and that's cornerback John Reed. John Reed may have been a little forgotten after uh, after an injury caused him to miss the entire 2017 season. He had a torn ACL, but he was a big contributor before that as an underclassman. He played both cornerback and he returned some punts for Penn State. He is It, it remains to be seen exactly if he can be the same player he was before that injury. Everyone kind of comes back from it differently, but he he is a veteran presence on a defense that really needs some veteran presence, and he can do he can do a lot of things. If he gets the ball in his hands, he's very exciting. I, I don't think he's going to be Penn State's primary punt returner or kick returner, but they might put him back there. It could happen, and he, he, is, he could be one of the better cornerbacks in the Big Ten, and he, he gives Penn State's secondary a big boost after it lost some starters from last year. All right, next superlative is most likely to make you think LeVar Arrington is out there. That goes to freshman linebacker Micah Parsons. Yeah, Penn State hasn't had a recruit like this in a long time. Uh, Parsons from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, was, I think, the number three recruit in the whole class, a five-star prospect, had offers from anyone and everyone. And he decided to stay home and go to Penn State. There was a lot of speculation that he would leave and go go maybe to Ohio State or a program like that. But he stayed in-state, is going to Penn State, and will be a part of Penn State's 2018 defense. Exactly what he's going to do is unclear, but he is 6'3", he's 240, he wears number 11. He could be Penn State's one of Penn State's best linebackers since Arrington. If if he lives up to that hype, and you'll see his athleticism, speed, closing ability, all that stuff, uh, probably display on this Saturday against Appalachian State. Okay, final superlative for defense and special teams, going back to the specialists, and the superlative for freshmen whose name you'll learn early. That goes to kicker Jake Pinniger. He is Penn State's starting kicker, freshman from Iowa. He's pretty athletic for a kicker. I think that's one thing that will stand out when you see him. He's 6'2". He ran track at high school and set a lot of records at his school. And he's going to be he's going to be relied on. He will be uh, in some probably not some not so big spots early, which I think is good. Assuming Penn State can get some separation against teams like Appalachian State and Pitt and Kent State and Illinois in his first couple games. But Penn State fans are going to learn his name, and he's going to have to come up in some, in some big spots, potentially in some, some games that have a lot of meaning for Penn State. So it'll be interesting to see how he handles that pressure. All right, those are all superlatives for Penn State's defense and special teams. We also had ones for offense on Thursday and for Penn State's schedule earlier in the week on Tuesday, if you want to check those out. Uh, we're going to step away for a quick break here on Locked on Nittany Lions, but coming up, we're going to address the three things I want answered this week against App State. Stay with us. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually, it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you've got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. 
Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and my bookie's mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today with my bookie. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar on deposits up to one thousand dollars. Use promo code on college. That's O N C O L L E G E to activate the offer. My bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Hey, welcome back to Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm your host, Stephen Pianovich. We are one day away from Penn State's season opener against App State. And heading into that game, there are three questions that I would like to see answered this weekend. Here they are. Number one, how healthy is Tommy Stevens? So Stevens, Penn State's backup QB, uh, a big X factor on that offense in, in some different roles and a fan favorite of a, a lot of Penn State followers, has been in a walking boot in recent weeks. He's missed a, a good chunk of training camp. He was also out with the injury in the spring. And so James Franklin and the coaching staff have not made it clear uh, about how healthy he is and if he'll if he'll suit up on Saturday against the Mountaineers or if, if the injury is going to keep him sidelined. So I think we'll see, we'll see how healthy he is if he is in uniform and if he plays a little bit. He plays the what Penn State calls the lion position, which has him line up in the backfield, line up at wide receiver, and kind of use him all over the place uh, as, a, as a unique and effective wrinkle in this offense. Penn State certainly saw that against Maryland last year. And he could be, I don't think Penn State's going to use him a ton in a game like App State, but they could use him as more of a traditional quarterback if the, if the Nittany Lions take like a three or four touchdown lead in the second half, because Steven still has not done that a ton in his college career, and he is the heir apparent to be the starter next season. So it'll be, we should figure out exactly how, how healthy he is uh, on Saturday if he plays, if he dresses, and if Penn State uses him in a, in a runaway situation. So question number two I have is what kind of pass rush will Penn State have? Now Penn State lost two defensive ends due to medical retirements when Ryan Buckholz and Torrance Brown both announced the end of their careers earlier in the summer. And they were they've lost a lot of depth at defensive end. They have Yator Gross Matos and Sharif Miller, who I think could be both be very good coming off the edge. Um, they have Shaka Tony, who has some experience and is much more of a guy they're going to use in third down and pass rush situations. But they don't have a ton of experience and depth after that. Uh, so I'm not sure exactly how much how much pressure they'll be able to get on the quarterback, but we should be able to see what they're able to do against Appalachian State is hopefully a lot because they're going to play a lot better offensive lines in the future. And we'll see exactly how they use their linebackers, how they use Micah Parsons in situations where, you know, you might want to attack the quarterback. Appalachia State is also starting an inexperienced quarterback. It's a redshirt freshman who's starting for the first time. 
uh, ever. So he's doing that at Beaver Stadium. So you'd think Penn State would want to get some pressure on him in third down and obvious passing situations. So we'll see how much they can get out of those defensive ends and that defensive line in a four-man rush and see how they'll use different packages and maybe a Micah Parsons or maybe another outside linebacker uh, coming after the quarterback in other situations. Okay, the final question I have, and I can't believe I haven't addressed this before. I apologize for not getting to it. This is maybe the biggest burning question of the offseason, something that I have wondered for eight or nine months now, and it is who's going to film Penn State's locker room celebration videos. Marcus Allen did these for the last two seasons on Twitter, and they have been a highlight of being a Penn State fan for the last two years. They're more fun to watch than most Penn State highlights, except maybe for ones that include Saquon Barkley hurdling people. But these these are so much fun. It's usually Marcus Allen filming or dancing in these videos um, just to, to a different song, and they would get thousands of views and thousands of retweets on, on Twitter. They did the Mannequin Challenge one back in 2016. That might have been the first one that kind of set this off, but they are really fun, and I sincerely hope that someone... Somewhere, someone out there has taken over the duty of doing these videos because it would be a shame if we don't get to see how Penn State is celebrating, celebrating these wins in 2018. So those are our defensive superlatives for Penn State's 2018 team. We also had offensive superlatives on Thursday's show and ones for Penn State's schedule on Tuesday's show if you want to go back and check those out. We're going to take another quick break here on Locked On Nittany Lions, but when we come back, we'll, we'll get to know Appalachian State a little bit better. Stay tuned. The wait is nearly over. Football is almost here, and that means it's fantasy football season again, and FanDuel has never been more fun or easier to play. If you're not a fantasy expert, then FanDuel is clearly the best place to play. FanDuel has something for everyone, and there are more ways to win than ever before. Don't believe us? How's this sound? This season, FanDuel is running a free $250,000 Survivor Contest. This is the biggest free Survivor Contest ever. Here's how it works. You pick one team to win each week, and you can't reuse that team again for the rest of the season. This locks before week one, so don't miss your chance to sign up now. To get into that free $250,000 Survivor Contest, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Plus, New users get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit. Make sure to visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today. So that song you heard coming into this segment was a rendition of High High Yikes, which is Appalachian State's fight song and the perfect way to introduce our first edition of Know Your Foe. There's going to be a recurring segment here on Locked On Nittany Lions. We'll do it each Friday uh, to give you a little more insight on the school and football team that Penn State is playing that week. So here's a little more about Appalachian State. School is in Boone, North Carolina. The university has 17,000 undergraduates, so it's not, not a small school. It was established in 1899, and its motto is to be rather than to seem. So the founders of Appalachian State certainly would have hated Instagram. 
Famous alumni of Appalachian State include country music star Eric Church and the co-author of Freakonomics and radio host Stephen Dubner. Appalachian State's mascot is the Mountaineers. Their mascot, their singular mascot is Yosef. He's a mountaineer in a costume, uh, not a human Daniel Boone-like character mascot that West Virginia has. Uh, Appalachian State also has a 285-member marching band, which is, that's a big marching band. Not sure if, not totally sure, but I believe they'd be at Beaver Stadium. I'd be surprised if they weren't at Beaver Stadium on Saturday to perform. Appalachian State plays its home football games at Kid Brewer Stadium, which is named after a former football coach and not, as I originally thought, after a child who is very good at making beer. Its football team is obviously best known for its 2000 upset of Michigan, which I'm sure will be brought up on the broadcast on on Saturday. Appalachian State pretty much plays a big, big name Power 5 team to start the season every year. And it beat Michigan in 2007, almost beat Tennessee a couple years ago. And the football team is no slouch. Uh, they've been an FBS team since 2014, and they play in the Sun Belt. Uh, for each of the last two seasons, Appalachian State has had a share of the Sun Belt title. The team under coach Scott Satterfield has gone 30-9 and nine in the last three years, winning a bowl game in each of those seasons. Uh, and they have a terrific running back in Jalen Moore, who has had back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons in 2016 and 2017. I expect him to get the ball a lot against Penn State on Saturday, especially uh, with Appalachian State having a new starting quarterback. So I think Penn State will win on Saturday, but it could be a bit of a test, and don't be shocked if App State hangs in there in the first half. So you know, be nice to an Appalachian State fan if you see them on Saturday and tell them you enjoy the song, Hi, Hi, Yikes. So that's this week's Know Your Foe. We will do that every week prior to Penn State's game here on our Friday editions of Locked On Nittany Lions. And that's going to do it for today's show. Uh, But before I sign off, I just want to thank everyone out there who has listened to us, downloaded, subscribed, told a friend about us, followed us on Twitter and on Facebook. This is our first full week here on Locked On Nittany Lions. I've gotten uh, feedback better than I could have expected. Penn State fans have been great about listening and giving me some insight about what they want to hear. Uh, I want to thank Locked On Podcast Network for giving giving me this platform, and I hope you enjoy the show. If you want to get in touch with me, you can tweet at me at spianovich, that's at S-P-I-A-N-O-V-I-C-H, and let me know what you want to hear on the show. You can also follow Locked On Nittany Lions at locked on nittany on twitter and you can email us at locked on nittany lions at gmail.com so those are all the ways to get in touch with the show we'll be watching the game on saturday we'll be back on monday even though it is labor day we will have a show up on monday recapping penn state's first game against appalachian state and looking ahead to that uh, next week's game at Pitt. so enjoy the game everyone i'll talk to you on monday